Hi guys, welcome back to Typically Peachy. I hope you are all having a stellar week. My week's going fine. It definitely could be worse, so taking my own advice from last week and looking on the bright side. Let's get right into what's new with me. It is hot, hot, hot here. I am burning all the time, but also I can't complain, you guys. It is so cold the majority of the year here. I just have to take the good days that I can and roll with them. I hung out by the pool a lot this past weekend, this past week. It's been great. Also, this past weekend, I went to go tour some houses. Does anyone else love doing that as a pastime? I just think it's so fun to go see the different styles of houses. It makes me think about what I would want to do someday. I would love to build my own house, but also that seems like so, so much work. But who knows? I'm still a kid just pretending to be an adult. I wish I was a kid speaking of that. I see them all outside playing, having a great time in the summer sun, and I am completely jealous. I miss the time when I had zero responsibilities in the summer. I feel like you really take those days for granted. They feel really endless when you're in them. Oh well, I guess there's also a bunch of perks to growing up. I'm just going to have to find some ways to bring me back to my youth in this summertime, which actually kind of ties into our need to know basis section. So I'm going to save that thought. Let's get right into what's hot because we have some piping hot news. First up, a royal baby was born. According to People.com, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry welcomed baby girl named for both the Queen and Princess Diana. The couple shared in a statement, both mother and child are healthy and well settling in at home. It is with great joy that Prince Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, welcome their daughter, Lilibet, Lily, Diana, Mountbatten, Windsor, to the world, read a statement from the couple released on Sunday. Lily was born on Friday, June 4th at 11.40 a.m. in Santa Barbara. She weighed 7 pounds, 11 ounces. Lily is named after her great-grandmother, Her Majesty the Queen, whose family nickname is Lilibet. Her middle name, Diana, was chosen to honor her beloved late grandmother, the Princess of Wales. I think it's a really pretty name, but it was a bit shocking to me that they didn't honor Diana as a first name, considering that they seem to be more tied to her than the Queen. And Lilibet is for the Queen, which also, it's the Queen's nickname, so that seems like kind of weird and slightly personal. That's like if somebody named their daughter M after me instead of Emma like a nickname of mine. I don't know. There's something slightly strange about it, but also I'm not here to judge anybody's baby's names at all. If this is what they want to do, I completely respect that. And again, it is a very cute name, but you have to admit that after the interview and everything and the contention between the royal family and Meghan and Harry, to name your daughter after the queen, the one that is ruling the monarch, seems a little strange, you know? I don't know. Let me know your guys' thoughts. DM me about it. I would love to talk. You know that I love talking about the royals any chance that I get. But all in all, very exciting. Healthy baby is always good news. And now little Archie has a little sister. Adorable. Next up on what's hot, a little bit of fashion news. According to Vogue, Lady Gaga and Versace team up for a stunning capsule collection. Lady Gaga may love many labels, but she's always had a special place in her heart for Versace. In the previous years, she's expressed her affinity for the brand by wearing custom looks during the 2017 Super Bowl performance, appearing in the spring 2014 collection ads, and dedicating a track on art pop to Donatella. But today, Gaga announced her most meaningful Versace collection to date. To celebrate Pride and the 10th anniversary of Born This Way, Gaga and Donatella teamed up for a capsule collection benefiting the Born This Way Foundation. The singer's charity dedicated to mental health support for young people, particularly LGBTQIA youth. 
The first half of the collaboration consists of a specially designed t-shirt and matching barrette that features rainbow shades and the house's iconic Medusa logo. Both will be sold on Versace's website. The piece that people are probably the most excited about is a custom replica of the Versace leather jacket Gaga wore during her Born This Way ball tour. Vogue goes on to say that this new version took 400 hours to make by hand in Versace's Milan Atelier. I kind of love this friendship between Gaga and Donatella. Gaga wrote in an Instagram post, Versace has always been a leader since Gianni, Donatella, Allegra, and still now, they have celebrated the beautiful colors and love we have within us. Donatella responded saying, Gaga and her foundation are so inspiring. Our friendship and our efforts to promise equality, diversity, and inclusion have only become stronger with time. I feel like this is such a seamless integration for both Versace and Lady Gaga. It just all makes sense across the board. I love when fashion and celebrities mix in an organic way. I hate when I feel like it's forced, like everybody in it is just doing it to make money, which obviously that is a huge benefit, but I do appreciate it when it makes sense artistically for the designer, for the artist, everyone involved. I don't know, as a consumer, it makes me have a positive response to it more than I feel like if it was something that was just completely off base. So very exciting for both parties involved and for everyone that cops one of these. I probably will not be purchasing, um, mostly because I don't want to spend an arm and a leg on a Versace t-shirt. But if you do, and if you want the jacket, please show me what it looks like on you when you get it. Because more power to you. If you want to buy designer, buy designer. Especially if it's something that you believe in. Win-win. Next up on What's Hot, we have some space news. Now you guys know this is my favorite kind of news, but I feel a little bit iffy about this story. I don't know. Here it is, and then I'll share my thoughts. Jeff Bezos announces he'll be on first crewed spaceflight of Blue Origin rocket. According to the Washington Post, the billionaire says he and his brother will be aboard the New Shepard when it takes flight July 20th, roughly two weeks after he steps down as CEO of Amazon. The plan is that Bezos, his brother Mark, and the winner of an online auction for Blue Origin's nonprofit foundation will be on the New Shepard on July 20th when it lifts off for a suborbital flight, the first time the spacecraft will carry passengers. The date is the anniversary of Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin's Apollo 11 moon landing in 1969. Bezos writes on an Instagram post, Ever since I was five years old, I've dreamed of traveling to space. I will take that journey with my brother, the greatest adventure with my best friend. Some information about this flight. Unlike NASA astronauts, Bezos and his fellow passengers won't undergo any of the rigorous training that for so long has characterized space travel. Blue Origin warns that passengers must climb seven flights of stairs to reach the capsule and that they must also be able to sit for 90 minutes without access to a bathroom. But with all functions of the flight commander by computers, the passengers won't be called on to take the controls. The flight would make Bezos the first of the billionaire space barons to go to space. So this story is really interesting to me for multiple reasons. If you're a billionaire, it is my understanding that you will probably be able to go to space before the majority of us. That's just common knowledge, right? If you have a lot of money, you have access to a lot of things, including outer space. So exciting for Jeff Bezos in that respect. He can afford it. He can go with his brother. He has Blue Origin, which I didn't even know 
Apparently, it's based outside Seattle. It has successfully flown its New Shepard rocket and spacecraft to space 15 times without passengers in it. So this thing clearly works, but now passengers will be in it. There is not going to be a pilot. It is going to be self-flown, which that seems terrifying to me, but I guess that is the way that technology is moving. But regardless, it's kind of cute that he's going with his brother. I mean, I love family. I love that they get to go together. They get to experience that together. But I have to say that this feels like he's kind of just racing with Elon Musk to do space travel bigger and better. And there's kind of just no comparison in my eyes. Elon Musk is an inventor, an entrepreneur, an innovator in so many different things. And yes, while Jeff Bezos is a mega billionaire and he has invented much and he is a huge business mogul, it's still not the same, if you know what I mean. It's like they're both in the same tax bracket, but they're not doing the same thing, you know? So just because Bezos wants to go to space and is going to go to space... In my eyes, he's not the spaceman. Elon Musk is the spaceman, okay? He is the one that is contributing to space travel in a very significant way. But on the other hand, I think of it as like, okay, if Bezos is going to space, that means that it is one step closer for me to be able to go to space. So any space travel is good space travel, in my eyes, if all goes well with the mission. So I don't know. I have mixed opinions. Also, the fact that the other person that gets to go is the winner of an auction. The person that won was the highest bidder. Okay, so it's not like I would have been able to go if I bid on this auction. It's not like any other common space lover would have been able to go. It's the highest bidder. It's somebody that has enough money to be able to afford this, which we knew this was going to happen, right, with space travel. This is just another way of a high-class transportation that's probably going to cost a lot. So it's going to take a while before this becomes mainstream, before you can buy a flight like you can buy a flight to Vegas. I understand all of that. But I don't know. I guess, yes, competition always benefits the consumer. Very mixed opinions. I know in general people have very mixed opinions about Jeff Bezos, so that probably contributes to your opinion about the situation as well. But I guess we'll see how this mission goes. I don't even know if you can really call it a mission. It's not really. I mean, they're saying he's only going to be there for, what, 90 minutes? Or at least that's how long they have to be sitting without being able to go to the bathroom. 90 minutes? That's it? If I'm going to space, I want to be able to hang out up there, you know, see the views, check out the stars, you know, walk on the moon a little bit. But if the point is just to go to go, then I'm happy for you both. I'm happy for the Bezos brothers. Hopefully that means it is one step closer for me to get to space. That's it for what's hot, a little bit of everything in that category. Let's get right into what's good. I have two movies that I want to share with you guys. The first one is called The Terminal. It's on Netflix. Here's the summary. When Victor Navorsky, an Eastern European tourist, arrives at JFK in New York, war breaks out in his country and he finds himself caught up in international politics. Because of the war, the Department of Homeland Security won't let him enter or exit the United States. He's trapped at JFK, indefinitely. While living at the airport, Victor falls for a flight attendant. She may have feelings for him too, but what good is love if Victor can't leave the terminal? It's directed by Steven Spielberg. It stars Tom Hanks, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Stanley Tucci, Diego Luna, and Zoe Saldana. This movie came out in 2004, and it's actually crazy to me that I have never heard of it before, given the director and the cast 
it is such a little hidden gem. It is a great feel-good movie if that's something that you're craving. Definitely check it out. Again, it's called The Terminal on Netflix. The next movie in the What's Good category, Battle of the Sexes. You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Here's the summary. The 1973 tennis match between Billie Jean King and Bobby Riggs became the most watched television sports event of all time. Trapped in the media glare, King and Riggs were on opposite sides of a binary argument, but off court, each was fighting more personal and complex battles. With her husband urging her to fight for equal pay, the private King was also struggling to come to terms with her own sexuality, while Riggs gambled his legacy and reputation in a bid to relive the glories of his past. This movie came out in 2017. It's based on a true story. It's funny. It's witty. It's smart. It stars Emma Stone and Steve Carell. The directors made Little Miss Sunshine. Need I say more? This movie is so good. I love it. I kind of forgot that it existed. I'm definitely going to watch it again. Battle of the Sexes, Amazon Prime. Next up for what's good, following the tennis theme, I have a fashion item for you guys, which I am so excited about. A white tennis skirt. The brand of mine that I got is Prince. It's a legit tennis brand. Call me a pro if you must. I picked it up at Dick's Sporting Goods, but you guys can really get these at any sports store or a tennis store specifically if you want to go to one of those. I love it. I love styling it. I love how preppy it looks. That is usually not the look that I go for, but I'm feeling it this summer, you guys. The preppy tennis skirt look. I just love it. It's clean. Everybody get on the trend because it is a good trend to be on. You're not going to regret it. And there's so many options, so many colors. Again, so many ways to style. It's a fun summer activity just figuring out what you're going to wear with your tennis skirt. If that sounds boring to you, Maybe we don't have the same pastimes, and that's okay. Either way, this will make you or somebody that you know look cute, guaranteed. Get yourself or someone you love a tennis skirt. Last up for what's good, your songs of the week. I am giving you guys some of my summer favorites. None of them are new, so sorry if you knew them before, but I promise there will be new ones to come. First up, Rockabye by Clean Bandit, Sean Paul, and Anne Marie. Next, Electric Love by Bournes. Cigarette Daydream by Cage the Elephant. And last up, Tennis Court by Lord, the Flume Remix, which is sadly not on Spotify, but if you guys want to check it out, you can find it on YouTube. I know it's upsetting to me too, but I had to mention it because you guys, you know how much I love a seamless transition into Need to Know Basis. So here it is, Need to Know Basis for this week. I was thinking about the goods I was suggesting and the time of year we're in, and I realized there was a natural common theme here, and that is tennis. Now, you guys, I'm not a tennis player. I took lessons when I was younger, and I personally feel like I could have been big time. But you know, I never stuck with it, so that's my loss. I'm totally kidding. I'm actually a terrible tennis player. But I feel like I was good when I was younger. Like, seriously, I feel like I was. I just don't like things being hit towards me. I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. But saying that... It got me thinking about the fact that tennis is kind of making a comeback as a recreational workout sport. I don't know if any of you guys have felt that same way, but I feel like I've been seeing it a lot around me. I know people that don't love working out, but they want to get some sort of physical exercise, so they play tennis, which I am so for. I think anything that you can do to be active is positive. So if that means doing something that's way more fun for you, 
then absolutely do that. Also, tennis clothes are just so cute. That's honestly what initially drew me to the sport when I was younger. I just wanted the cute outfits. And now, full circle, me and the rest of the world is out buying tennis skirts. So make sure to get one for yourself. Or if you're a guy, you can go for the preppy tennis club look that feels like an appropriate summer style as well. Anyways, back to the game. Because I am proclaiming tennis as the sport of the summer, I think we should examine all of the life lessons that we can learn from the sport. Because that is what we do here on Typically Peachy. We live life and wear cute clothes and sometimes play sports and learn lessons together. So here are a couple lessons I think we can all learn from this sport and possibly any other individual sport similar to tennis. Number one, you're on your own out there. This applies to tennis and honestly it applies to life. You can have people cheering you on, but you are always your best player even on your worst days. Yes, I did come up with that quote on my own. I feel like it's a killer one. I'll say it again so you don't forget it. You are your best player on your worst days. It's just you. You're on your own. You will have supporters come and go, but you got to fend for yourself and you got to be your own cheerleader. Independence should be respected both on and off the court. Our next life lesson from tennis, there are physical movements involved, but a lot of the game is mental. What is your opponent going to do next? Where do you need to be and when? Where on the court should you hit it so that your opponent doesn't hit it back? As you can tell, my terms are not at all technical here. These are just mere observations from your local tennis rookie. But that kind of goes right into my next point, which is that this game could make you become an expert observer. Observe your opponent to the T. See if you can read their expression and their movement because that helps in every aspect of life, trust me. Being able to read people and understand their emotions and ways of thinking can help you be significantly more empathetic. And it can also help you get to match point. See what I did there? Next life lesson, you need to push through the tiredness because that game can feel never-ending And again, because this is a one-on-one sport, you have to carry your own team. You're going to be so tired in life. You're going to be so tired in this game. Sometimes you just have to push through because that's the only way. You can't go around. You just have to go right on through. And my last life lesson taken from tennis, if your skills are anything like mine, honestly, even if you're way better than me, you're still going to fail a lot. That's pretty much one of the best lessons you can learn from sports, in my opinion. We're not all winners all the time. And that's okay. Keep trying. You'll get better. You'll figure out your own strengths and sometimes, more importantly, your weaknesses. And at the end of the day, if tennis isn't for you, you can pick another one of the hundreds of sports out there with cute clothes and life lessons. The options are pretty much limitless. It's all aces. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Go have some fun in the sun, pick up a racket, scream match point at your opponent, but maybe only if you're friends with them. Otherwise, it's kind of aggressive. Buy yourself some new clothes for the sport of the season. You deserve it. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends. (laughs) 